You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, there it is, Gabe. There's our infamous three-and-a-half-second intro that Odyssey works so hard to produce for us. We really appreciate that. Real Caught me quick. off guard. Caught me off guard. I was like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm absolutely tired of that that introduction. It's not it, our our wonderful producer Tyler. It's not his fault. It At is all. it's Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Which, by the way, I understand. Well, first of all, this is the Southsiders podcast. We're supposed to do a ton of White Sox baseball on this podcast. Which I know you are watching as many games as I am, and they're so inspiring and like everything they do just. <laughs> Just want it just makes you want to get behind a microphone and talk about the fucking White Sox. And I don't care if this podcast is in partnership with Major League Baseball, if it's in partnership with Odyssey, if it's in partnership with 670 The Score. We are sitting here on a Thursday evening. The White Sox almost are getting no hit by the Detroit Tigers. And on a very serious note, seven fucking people are dead after a 4th of July parade when a coward little bitch picked up a long gun in Highland Park, Illinois, and gunned down seven people, seven people who no longer will see their parents, who won't see their kids. A two-year-old saw his parents gunned down in a country where 90% of the constituents, 90% of the citizens believe in our four common sense gun laws. We have a Congress, we have a Senate, we have a House, we have a government that will not put forth common sense gun laws gun laws, and make it harder for people to acquire assault weapons. It's um, this, basically what I'm saying is talking about the White Sox right now feels incredibly trivial. I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah. We're on vacation. Yeah. How was your vacation with your wonderful wife and beautiful children? Awesome segue. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just like, it, like we can't we can't go about this and not address it, you know? Right, right. I mean, of course, the unfortunate part about it obviously is everything, but the kid the story with the kid is crazy. That two year old man. Cause you're like, you know, I have a two year and a half year old daughter and I can't imagine just being somewhere at a random event, whatever that might be. Yeah. And then all of us, my wife won't let me go on a flight, a flight by myself. Cause she's fearful of, uh, our, she don't want to go on a trip, just her and I, because she's fearful that the kids won't like, we might die in the plane crash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, whoever was watching that story and seeing that it was heartbreaking, but then, you know, just the, you know, the ease of which somebody can do something like that, Shane, you know, the ease of it. It's just, it's too easy. You know what I mean? And when somebody yeah. wants to be a, a piece of shit like that, you know, they have opportunities because humans love being, being around humans. We love congregating. We love, and that's something that's awesome. Like, especially on July 4th weekend, we all love to do right. And, and no matter who you are and get together. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that someone had to take something like that into their own hands and, and, make a, a, a just a, a terrible decision you know a, 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 um, an ugly decision see look at even willie. even even willie agrees with hey, the whole thing i'm doing a podcast with gabe right now you gotta chill <laughs> he's pissed man he's pissed we're all pissed 
it's so um it's easier bad. to be it's easier to be more upset and less accepting and, and forgiving to the Chicago White Sox when you know you're already on edge about you know pretty much everything not only the team but just life in general you know what I mean is it is it easier to to, to accept this mediocre bullshit that is that easier for you I, I I've you know me, I'm I'm Captain Positivity, man, and I'm always oh. trying to be that dude. But it's it's yeah. it's really hard right now. Like to to pull up the box score and see his one nothing and and then his Javi Baez that that that, that <laughs> that's smacking you in the face. So somehow you just feel even worse. Like it's like down bad. Where you're like, damn, really? Somehow, some way, some Cubs fans gonna talk shit to me too now. It's bad enough my team fucking sucks, and now uh, I'm gonna have some Cubs fans bring up their love for Javi Baez during this game. Dude. It's, it's brutal. I have absolutely no interest in talking about them on <laughs> on a surface level, on a okay. deep level. Like I, I, we will, because that's technically the purpose of this podcast. Like sure. we can talk about how good Lucas Giolito looked the other day. Like we can talk about Dylan C still looking very strong today. We can talk about um, Eloy Jimenez coming back and for like what feels like the 15th or 16th year in a row, <laughs> like the, the the best acquisition the White Sox can make at the deadline is Eloy Jimenez getting healthy again. Like we will be conditioned into feeling that way as White Sox fans that White Sox brass will use these injuries and players getting healthy coming back right before the deadline. They'll use that to make you feel better about them not making the proper splash at the deadline to bolster the team and to make the team into the best possible product that it can when they didn't do it in the offseason. Yeah. When they chose the cheap out and signed Josh Harrison as opposed to throwing money at um at what's his face in, in that agreed to play second base in Boston next to Xander Bogarts, whatever the hell Trevor Story. It, 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 instead of throwing money at, at resources that could actually fix the problem, the White Sox will continue to cheap out. And it's not Rickon's fault. It's not Kenny Williams' fault. It's a lack of monetary resources. But do you think and, they really, they really like in their, like in their team, they just believed in their team still, like the same way they believed in Larusa to be the manager. Of, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you don't, no. or you, do you really like? Do you think they're doing like just money saving moves and they don't want to, they don't want to win? You know what I mean? Of course, they, of course, they want to win. But I believe that Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams understood that the White Sox needed more than Josh Harrison to bolster the offense. Right. I believe that that they thought that. So you're saying Reinsdorf was like, "Fuck that! We're saving some money. I, I know our team is good, and we'll be we'll be all right." I know you were on vacation when I recorded uh, my my other podcast, the Bourbon and a Buddy podcast with Rakan. Did you love hear? Every, I love every I episode of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did you did you hear a portion of it? Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, so for those who didn't hear it, we posted it on Thursday of last week or whatever as an episode of this podcast. I asked Rakan in that episode, Rick. Have you ever felt handcuffed, whether it be at the trade deadline or in free agency? Have you ever felt handcuffed? Rick, in a very telling sense, paused, kind of looked at me and said, um, never at the <laughs> trade deadline. Very specific right. to, to, to make it feel like he has been handcuffed 
in free agency. Yeah. Jerry doesn't want to spend the money. Jerry understands, Gabe, that as long as the White Sox stay under 1.9 million in season attendance, they get major tax breaks on the lease of that stadium. Right. Major tax breaks. J- Jerry has been quoted as saying second place is best because it makes the fans feel like it's good, but never the best. <laughs> right. That's what this organization is. Yeah. It's unfortunate though. Cause it's you, eventually right. Statistically, you're going to have that one in 10 year where your, your guys are good enough yeah. and that they, you know, that maybe if you did spend that, that little bit of money to make your team, that much better you you should in that one year for your fan base in the same way that fans are happy with number two damn but when the team's that close you're like ah don't you know don't don't get don't get alligator or crocodile arms in this particular moment and, and that sucks because you're right i mean and, and the cool thing is that something can still be done at the trade deadline right when he said never at the trade deadline so you know that's still approaching yeah and, you know we rick Hahn, as we've seen over the years is crafty and he'll have that move, whether it's signing a veteran reliever to then move at the trade deadline to a one-year contract, which you've seen him do several times over, or or some some position players in that sense. Bringing somebody here, though, that's 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 the thing we, we've yet to see. You know, he brought Kimbrell over, which I didn't really like that move either at all. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you could bring somebody else and, like, really be crafty in that sense, make up for it, and, and be like, look, because that's, that's easier to convince for Reinsdorf, right? If it's in the middle of the season. Hey. I'm just bringing this guy here for a little bit. Let's win these games. That's an easier sell, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, huh. I don't think Jerry cares at all about who Rick decides to deal from the major league roster or from the talent pool, if you want to call it a talent pool in the affiliates. Like, Jerry doesn't care about that. I'm more so talking about Jerry's. Like, it's no secret. The White Sox are a market three team, should be in the top five, six, seven, maybe even eight if we want to be generous in payroll each and every year. They are one of very few teams to never give out a nine-figure contract. (laughs) The most money the White Sox have ever spent is on Yasmani Grandal. Just crazy. Yasmani Grandal is the largest contract the White Sox have ever ever given. That's the problem here. Like, I understand that you can maybe be spooked by the John Dank stuff and giving a pitcher $60 million, and then three and a half minutes later, his shoulder gives out, and there's no use for him whatsoever. But Jerry has never shown the willingness to give his front office the autonomy to give out as much money as they see fit as much money as they think the team needs to spend to be the best team in baseball. Rick is handcuffed. I know I do cape for him, but Rick is handcuffed. The shitty thing too is like, it's not like it's the Cubs organization where they just got there, put in a bunch of money and it's like the smash and grab, right? Where they're like, Hey, we won the world. We won the world series. Now let's cash on this money for the next. Like these guys have been in place for, you know what I'm saying? Forever. So it's like, damn man, like, it is frustrating from a fan base perspective because you're like, you want to win. And it's like, fine, you haven't been competitive or fine. You're the, you, you're accepting the role as the second team in the city and you're accepting the role of, of, of getting the profit sharing at the end of the season from teams like because you suck, fine. But the Rays still come through every once in a while. The Marlins yep. still come through once in a while and, and you know, m- make those moves. And it's like, 
That's the, the part that's the frustrating. The Pirates found something O'Neill Cruz and fucking Jack Sawinski. He's so fucking badass, that guy. Yeah. And that, that's, my, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, that's the part that you're missing where it's like, do <clears throat> you feel like you're, we're treated like the Bears fans, you know, where it's like yeah. they, they, nobody cares. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you want to win. I don't want to win. (laughs) Here's the problem. And here's why I'm a hypocrite. Have you gone to a game since you and me and Tanny went on that Tuesday night to see them play the Red Sox? No, I have not. Okay. So here's the difference then, Gabe. I bitch about this baseball team so often. And I I complain about how they, they don't fulfill what I need in a baseball team. Since you and I went with Tanny... I've probably been seven more times. Oh, I will them. be there tomorrow <laughs> night on Friday or tonight when I do this post. I'll be there tonight on Friday. I'll be there on Saturday afternoon to get the Luis Robert uh, Pantera 88 Ooh, chain. That's like so that. badass. I like that. I'll be there. I continue to show up for this fucking baseball <laughs> that kicks me in the balls every single chance it gets. Am I yeah. crazy? Do I am I trying to find solace in a in an abusive relationship? Like, what's my issue here? Because I, I'm watching it on mute right now because you know stupid rules, whatever. We can't talk about a game as it's happening. I hate every single thing about what I choose to be and being a White Sox fan. Yeah, and I continue to do it to myself. Yeah, I think I think every fan is like that, right? You're, you're, you're preaching to the choir right now when you're talking about this team and how we should be feeling. And it's like, damn, we had such high expectations. That's what it really is. It was like you fell in love real quick and you were like, ooh, we're going to go to the World Series this year? I I believe that too. I love you too. And now you're in this relationship. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're not washing the dishes or something that's happening in oh the middle. It's, it's always that one little thing, right? Yeah, that one little thing. And now you're looking at you're looking at the socks like, hey, I'm holding up my end of the bargain. I, I, I'm cleaning the house. I'm, I'm doing my thing. Well, what, are you, what are you doing? You're not living up to your end of the bargain. And now you feel even more hurt because you could have just went into the thing, hot boy summer, and had a good time, turned on a game here and there, yep. you know, just – Pass all this guy. Yeah. Andrew Vaughn looking nice. Man, that's great. Man, look at Luis Robert. Continued success. That's awesome. And that could have been it. But no, you 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 got my hopes up, man. Put me on a roller coaster. That's where um 